0: Greetings, stationers and welcome to this change in our scheduled programming. Due to real-life delays, we're postponing our review of Tony Banks as the Wicked Lady until next episode. However, I thought I would drop a minisode into your feeds just to keep you going. So let me take you back to February 2021 and our chat with Adam Galloway. You may remember that he'd just released his Covering All Stations EP. Now, we had a really enjoyable conversation, but I had to edit out some interesting parts for timing reasons. Well, Adam's about to release his next project, We Can't Cover, so I thought now would be a good time to share those chats with you. Don't forget, you can preload We Can't Cover by going to distrokid.com, that's d-i-s-t-r-o-k-i-d.com slash hyperfollow slash Music Man, which is M-U-Z-I-K-M-4-N, slash we dash can't dash cover dash three. Or you can click on the link in the podcast notes. You can also follow Adam on Spotify or Twitter by searching for Music Man, which again is M-U-Z-I-K-M-4-N. So please enjoy this mini And join us next time for Tony Banks' The Wicked Lady, for real this time.
1: I actually, I had a question for you guys, first off. Um, You guys might have talked about this in previous podcasts, but what is the the connection to Genesis to the name of the podcast? Do you have a, is there a specific thing? Because I have an idea, but you might already, that might already be what the, uh, what it is.
0: (laughs) Yes. So I came up with the idea of the name, um, (laughs) <laughs> and i kind of regret it but the reasoning is the first album is from revelation genesis to revelation and right. the last album is called all stations okay so yep. uh, it actually came from a, a compilation cd i made for my car years and years ago but <laughs> i called i was going to call revelation to station and i thought that sounded a bit Sucky, so I just called it the Revelation Station, and that kind of stuck. I love Despite it. Gary's protests, unfortunately,
2: there are five hundred thousand religious podcasts out there with with the same name. So if yeah, you actually search true. for us, you're generally going to get religious podcasts. Yeah, so,
1: Bible, yeah, full Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I didn't think this yeah. was, yeah. was going to be an issue because I wasn't expecting anybody to ever listen to it. <laughs> Seriously, well, it's funny because um,
1: I actually thought yeah, that. True. What, so, okay, good. So that's actually what I was thinking, because I hadn't heard what your reasoning was, but that actually was what I was kind of thinking it was, was Revelation, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, and then calling all stations, you know. Yeah. So, cool. Just trying yes. to, just confirming. It that, was uh, exactly that. that. Yeah, you, that was, you were it. spot <laughs> on, that. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad I was correcting yeah. my theory. <laughs>
0: yes. I would... Had I properly Googled it, <laughs> probably have called it something else. <laughs> but I didn't, because I liked the name. I was quite insistent, despite... Yeah, it's a good name. And Gary's, Gary's protests, I overrode them. Many, many... <laughs> he, he was right. <laughs> well, did you have any <laughs> other
1: ideas, Gary, or was it just uh no? <laughs> uh,
2: no, no, you see, what, what happens is, right, so me and Simon have known each other for like 30... God years or something. We go to the pub every Wednesday. It will
0: be it will be thirty years next year, I think. Christ, we're getting old. Oh wow.
2: Yeah. Um and we go to the pub every Wednesday. That's what we've done ad infinitum. And for about the past four years, Simon has been wearing me down going, we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. (laughs) And he's gone through a whole list of themes that we were gonna do. We're gonna do films, we're gonna do television, then we're gonna do music. Then he. Picked Genesis, and he, like a terrier with a bone, he would not let it go. And so eventually, I just went, "Oh God, all right, right it's your idea. Run with it." So yeah, I'm just the dumb yeah. guy in the background, and Simon's the one who's going, "I'm calling it this, and I'm doing that," and I just, I'm just along for the ride, really. Pretty yeah. much. You're like, it can't be that many yeah. albums, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 you make a few.
2: Yeah, who uh, knew, right? <laughs> um, but but Simon keeps sneaking <laughs> in lots it? of 50, other things. Fifteen albums, no, no archives, no 15 albums and We managed
0: to get thirty-nine episodes. Yeah, live, we haven't done albums. archives.
2: We've done a couple of archives, haven't we, Simon? I
0: think. We, yeah, yeah, we did the archives. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But we haven't done the live think, ones, oh, or or did we do a? No. We are missing missing the way we walk live albums and the uh, Rome. 2007 live album that's it mm. are
1: you gonna do another commentary Same. kind of like similar to the three sides live for those like a like of the the concert videos
0: i quite like to we just haven't had the opportunity right to sit, um, did you to listen together to, and do that yeah. did you listen to our three sides live
2: thing
1: that's actually the one i've, I've been saving because i've been listening to a lot of them but that's one i haven't gotten to because i'm saving it to put it on with you know with three sides live so um, i i kind of thought it
2: was bloody awful um (laughs) it was it was really our first (laughs) attempt at doing anything (laughs) like that and we had no plan we just sat down and started watching it and simon Simon assures me it's almost listenable but i'm not entirely convinced
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i actually listened to it just as an episode because i was testing the sound quality and it was all right (laughs) we had (laughs) had some beer though
2: hadn't we so it wasn't you know, we weren't yes. completely sober, so um, <laughs> yeah, we always find true. beer. Um, Simon's on the red wine tonight, in case you're wondering, and <laughs> uh, oh, I'm on I'm on uh, Courage's best bitter. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, we on... we always um, have something to drink while we're doing this because nice. it stops us crying. Mm. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: I'm, I'm on crying. the coffee. I'm on the coffee because it's it's noon, so. <laughs>
0: I was going to ask a, a technical question for for anybody who's interested. What's the equipment you use when you're recording?
1: Well, I I personally don't do very much recording. I just use a um, let's see, it's a, a a newer microphone. It's called N E E W E R for the for my recording, and then I use a audio USB just interface audio mm-hmm. box interface. But otherwise, I basically just use Logic Pro X. Um, yeah. That's what I use to mix all the songs in and produce everything. Um, but I really don't do too much recording, except for just vocals and podcasts and voice stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm actually. I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't even consider myself much of a musician in terms of a play, like playing. Like you put me in front of a piano, and I'll be able to do some stuff, but it's really, it's really rough, you know. Yeah. Uh, Compared to what I can do if I can like spend the time producing something and mixing it and making it sound, you know pretty good and playing and like it like i actually played it pretty well because <laughs> like if i had if i think if we went out there if all four of us somehow were able to get together and play a live thing it's like you know i don't know how it would sound i don't think it would sound as good because yeah. i personally am not a live player and neither is brooks he's a little bit more of he plays live too as well but i, I think all of us are session players in general yeah. um so, uh, I, I, you know, I think that for the recording process, I actually pr- don't really use too much. It's mostly just my DAW. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's pretty simple.
0: I mean, you, what, you've hit the nail on the head really there, haven't you? Because most people that would, would do what you've done with this album, um, they, they call themselves a tribute band and they go out on the road and be play pubs and clubs as a tribute right. band. Obviously yep. quite apart from the fact that you're thousands of miles separate, um, it's not not some. Mm. that's not something you're interested in. then.
1: No, I mean, when I thought of this, I thought of it as I want to create recreate studio tracks and listen to them mm. again. I don't really want to go out on a tour or, you know, have a new new band or anything. That's why yeah. we actually just release it under my Music Man banner, which mm. is that's actually how it's uh, pronounced. I know it's spelled M-U-Z-I-K m4n because <laughs> i went for that electronic dance music artist kind of <laughs> style over it because to be honest we're just running out of words i mean i've looked up so <laughs> many so many words that i think would be great for a band and artist names and nope taken nope taken ev- everything
0: well sometimes spoiler for a future episode um that isn't a good thing i've been listening to uh, acting very strange uh, quite a lot oh, over no. the last few weeks and that uh, uh, getting immersed in that is not a great thing.
2: My, I've lost my nails because I keep digging them into the armrest <laughs> while I'm listening to it. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, that's that's a
1: that's a clunker.
2: Simon Simon <laughs> is picking out some wonderful albums for me to listen uh, to In my defence
0: I'm doing them in order. <laughs> this is release oh, nice. order. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, t- t- uh, Mike and between Mike and Tony's solo stuff, I mean, they're both they're very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um Tony's is way too weird and like he tries to get poppy but it doesn't work. Mike's stuff, you know, I think Beggar on the Beach of Gold is a great album. I think Mike mm-hmm. and Mechanics that's a great album. But like it's hard to find a lot of other just great albums from that band. Mm-hmm. Um the last couple albums I haven't listened to mm-hmm. to be to be fair. I know they have a new singer and they've been doing have like a new sound, but everything post-Paul like, Carrick, or pre-Paul Carrick, I haven't really listened to. Yeah.
0: I really love the first Mike and Mechanics album. I think that is absolutely
2: mm. an excellent, excellent album.
0: That's a self-titled one? Why haven't we reviewed
2: that? Why are you making me listen to this trash? That's in season three. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> We've got about another 20 episodes before that.
1: <laughs> also, it does help because Gino, the singer, sounds like a higher pitched version of Ray, a little bit. Like mm. his vocal delivery is like Ray, but he's got a higher range. It's a little grittier, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. His he's got a lot of vibrato, and some of his like when he holds out a note, it does a lot of that extra vibrato. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's like combining some of those new sounds. But I but uh, Gino's voice, I think, kind of gave that a little lighter feel too, because I think the dark music with the dark voice with with Ray's voice, you know, is maybe there's not as much contrast in between the vocals and the, the music, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, uh, so yeah, so that we, we got, we got really lucky that the first person we found for, for our first album just happened to kind of have a, a Ray quality to his voice. Um, and obviously Phil, you know, Phil Collins vocal styles is, is, is different, is different, you know, and, and harder to, to do for, especially if you're in that style, but I mean, he's like on the weekend dance, we can't cover songs. Um uh, he sounds, you know, he sounds amazing on him. So, you know, we haven't had to change any keys for any of the other songs except for mm-hmm. the ones that, uh, <laughs> the ones that Matt and I are singing on Cause it's funny cause Matt, the drummer actually sung on driving the last bike and, yeah. uh, Jesus, he knows me. And, um, he even includes the, the live bit where he can, you know, and I believe, I truly believe, you know, that part, the live, <laughs> okay, the yeah. live bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, no, I'm excited to release that one because I think right now everyone just assumes we're calling all stations cover band. And we, we <laughs> yeah. have, a, we do have a lot more coming out. We have, a, we're we're working on the catalog kind of going back. We're, I don't know how far we'll go back. I mean, at this point, Duke is a good stopping point for mm-hmm. like a while, but we also might continue to try to, you know do some other songs. I mean, we want to do some of the older stuff. I think, but yeah, I think really because of all of our ages. I mean, everyone's in their late twenties except for me. I'm I'm the old the old man of the group. I'm 31. <laughs> but uh, I you, know. you old man you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, like everyone's grown up with like like Invisible Touch for example is Gino and Matt's favorite albums. Yeah, and so. You know, that, that's kind of the era we grew up as this earlier, you know, this later era for Genesis. Mm. And so, you know, but we also all do love and appreciate, like, you know, Supper's Ready and um, Can Utility and Coastliners and stuff like that. But it's yeah. like, it's so different. It's a completely different band. Um, like, I was listening to a podcast. You guys were, uh, I think it was maybe the first one where you talk about how Genesis is kind of in the the three eras, right? It's like the, mm. the Gabriel era, the Phil slash Steve era. And then the Phil Pop era, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and no, I definitely agree with that. You know, because you can't really. It's kind of like from Genesis to Revelation and Calling All Stations, both feel like you can't really put them in an era because they both feel like they're yeah. they're these bookends that aren't part of the first era or the last era. So yeah, they're
2: definitely standalone <laughs> items, aren't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so so yeah, this album is definitely one that's hard to. It's like, I, I there was a few where I'd be like, I'd post on a Facebook group, hey, I did this cover album. And then I just got one. The guy was like, why? <laughs> 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 and I was like, uh I, I don't know <laughs> i
2: mean to be fair yeah. that it, that was the first question that came into my mind right um, right right i mean it's, it's never going to go down in as one of uh, genesis fans favorite albums yeah. exactly yeah um, uh, it, because yeah. it is quite divisive i mean it's it's unlike anything they've done before mm-hmm. and it sounds so unique in the annals of genesis You can understand why longtime Genesis fans would struggle to get into this this album. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you would think, you know, you would kind of think because if you can contrast "We Can't Dance" with "Calling All Stations," it's like there are a lot of similarities, but there are also a lot of huge differences. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can still you still hear a lot of the same band in both albums.
2: Yeah, but But it's 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 kind of a mix of the two, isn't it? Because they've they've Mm -hmm. gone with. They've tried to continue down the the popular music line, but they've gone back to doing seven and eight minute tracks again.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's that's why when people say they've they go all the way to Prague, I mean, or all the way to pop near this time. I mean, we we've still got some some of my favorite Genesis songs are in the later era that are like the longer ones, like you know, Domino, Home by the mm. Sea, Fading Lights, Driving the Last yeah. Bike, One Man's Full. Oh, there Fool, you like... go,
2: Simon. Somebody else who likes Domino. It's
1: good song. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> And 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 I, I have to call you guys out. Neither of you guys like driving a lot. Spike. That's that's crazy <laughs> <true>. to me. <laughs>
2: it's true. What? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're tasteless oinks. We know but, that. This interview's uh, over. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is fun. And. Uh, <laughs> but but no no it's uh it, honestly it's like they I, I do think that they you know they got a lot of crap for being this this kind of sellout pop band but really it's like they just that was just what was happening with phil's career mm-hmm. and they kind of were just going with it they didn't change i mean they did have a few songs for sure that could have easily been put into a phil album but you still have so many of the other songs in there that it wasn't like they were just doing like love beach yeah. you know or something like that from elp yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> there, there were a lot of tracks on the later albums that were almost swap and change with with phil's albums um yeah yeah and to be honest when I was listening to those albums at that time, that was putting me off some of these later albums. Yeah, because um, my Genesis is uh, Duke Abacab, mm-hmm. sort of around that area, and it was only through doing this podcast with Simon that I've really come to appreciate Peter Gabriel's earlier mm-hmm. stuff, which right. I did listen to, but I was never a big fan of. But fortunately, Simon has made me listen to them so many <laughs> times. Oh yeah, uh, now that that I'm I'm. <laughs> i actually yeah. prefer those albums now
1: well that's so, and that's the thing is it's you, you really have to be in different moods for each era i mean because mm, i'd say true. on a daily basis i would oh, definitely yeah yeah like i would prefer to on a, just a daily basis to put on invisible touch and calling all stations and weekend dance and, and genesis and all those because those are ones that i grew up with that bring me that kind of calm you know tranquility of just i love this stuff you know even if it's a pop song or something but then with the older stuff, you realize that this is classically, you know, this is better composed music. But sometimes you're not in the mood to listen to yeah. such a weird, interest, you know, and, and, and I mean, that's the thing, is I'm in the, like I was saying, I love Marillion and Transatlantic, and I mean, that's, I love that style, but there is a point where it's hard to kind of go through and just listen sometimes to those albums. Same with the new stuff, it just depends on if you're in the pop mood or more of that prog mood where you can kind of let you know, you can just let things happen, you know, with the music. And then, you know, sometimes if you're wanting to listen to the, the newer stuff, you just kind of want that quick, just, I want a, a song I can jam to, even if it's yeah. just Domino, you know, which is kind of a pop prog song. But, you know, they definitely garner different uh, emotions each era and different, you have to be in a completely different mood. It would be hard to go from Supper's Ready to Home by the Sea, you know, even though there are, they, they have some similar elements, they are definitely completely different songs and mm. feel like they're from completely different, times yeah
2: i think i think my go-to album is nursery crime Mm, mm -hmm. Um, but as you say sometimes you can't listen to something like that you need something with a bit more beat in it yeah right Um, so yeah it it is it is very much down to the mood you're currently in as to what you're going to be listening Mm. to Mm -hmm.
1: and i and i do feel like i can relate to to the genesis when they talk about how you know we've always wanted to make pop music and we like pop music but we've also kept our prog you know rock roots and I've always been able to relate to that because I've always had one foot inside pro- progressive rock and pop and I think that has to do with Genesis I think because mm-hmm. I grew up with the pop style of Genesis and then eventually over time really got into the older stuff from them and that's what got me into prog rock but then when I think of Genesis, I think more of their newer stuff, their last 20 years yeah. or so, you know, not 2000 to 2020, but, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the last 20 years of their actual active yeah, career. Yeah. And
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm same, because obviously Invisible Touch was my first album, followed closely by Foxtrot, right. I've kind of got, I'm the same as you, I've got one foot in the pop and one foot in the prog, and I like both. Right. And these arguments people have on, especially on the Facebook groups, which... I don't get involved in it now, but I get sorely tempted of, which is better. Why do you like the pop version of this? Why do you like the pro It's like, it's all great music. <laughs> it's all no, great right. music. It, yeah. he
2: saves these arguments for me on a Wednesday now?
0: Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: no, it's true. It's like, I mean, if you really think about it, Mike and Tony have been there the whole time. I mean, mm. they've had, you know, they've had their hands in the music for the whole time. I mean, so there's always that connective thread, yeah. you know, unlike someone like Yes or someone who you've got like 40,000 different <laughs> timelines of band members. Yeah. And My dad actually showed me a chart one time of, of their all their different lineups and it's just like <laughs> wow oh yeah. it was this big like fold out from a book
2: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you need several buses to transport them all to a gig oh, yeah yeah it's just it's crazy
0: isn't it <laughs> yes is just absolutely crazy to me it's like you listen to the new yes album and it's literally steve howe and he's not even an original member and that's it <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a cover oh, band
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean that's and unfortunately that's what a lot of people think of, of Calling All Stations in Genesis, you know. But mm. I think you don't really notice that more until the tour, you know. Yeah. Because mm. without Chester and Daryl, um, that really I think that really hurt them not having Chester and Daryl or any kind of stage, you know, yeah. visual presence like we talked about. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think
2: yeah. Yeah, as we as we said earlier, that when you do go and see a, a major band, you do expect some sort of visual entertainment as well i mean if you ever saw a rush when they toured right um, for three people on stage they managed to keep you entertained visually
1: yeah and and sonically i mean they can make they make great you know amazing music with just the three of them and
2: yeah and then they do all the little films between tracks and stuff which which is
1: always entertaining to watch yeah i think the only the only tour i got to see them on was their snakes and arrows tour so that oh (laughs)
2: wow quite a late tour then
1: yeah, yeah, I didn't really get, uh, you know, unfortunately it was, you know, there, that just a lot of that album, which I, I did like some of that album, but uh, obviously I'm more into, like, Xanadu and yeah, ca- the, the other stuff. Eye yeah, me that. too. Yeah, yeah. And they're a band, too. They're a band as well where there's a few albums where it's, like, you know, you've got some amazing songs, and then there's a few albums where it's just, like, just a bunch of pop rock songs you know and you're like wait what like what happened you know like they don't like some of the mm. sometimes they have a lot of changes in their music and sometimes they are just very straightforward um, But
2: rush is yeah rush is pretty similar to genesis isn't it with mm-hmm. the as we were saying earlier about the three eras of genesis mm. rush are the same sort of thing because they progress quite well over the years you could you could split rush into three different areas as well if you wanted to that's true
1: yeah yeah, and and then that three man air like I like even on um some of like like we can't or uh, the way we walk tour where they're doing fading lights and it's just them three on stage or in the middle section, you know I love those moments where they, it's just them three and you're like oh okay yeah this is this is just them you know and and yeah. it's. It's interesting how Rush is able to do that all the time, though. Like, everything they record and write, they are able to somehow replicate it live, you know? <laughs> yeah, they never <laughs> with, have to get just an extra guitarist or a,
0: a keyboard player. Or anything, right, you
1: know? Ex- exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I always thought that was interesting, how they would not only write, but also tour completely with just them three.
0: Mm. <laughs> I saw
2: ZZ Top uh, many years ago at a local rock festival called Monsters of Rock, and they were headlining the festival. And this was mm. during their Eliminator tour. And there was this huge stage and they literally put the three of them in the middle of the stage, no backdrop or anything. <laughs> so it was just three guys on stage. It was the most visually boring thing I think I've ever seen. Oh, Even though man. as a band they were fine to listen to. Right. But visually you were just expecting something else. But halfway through they actually had a helicopter fly over with the Eliminator car hanging from it. Oh wow. I don't know how they got that by health and safety. You wouldn't be able to do that now. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Or, or have the Rome gig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from, uh, 2007, you know, I mean, like think about, imagine being like the way back, like the, the farthest person <laughs> away from the stage. Can you really hear or see anything that's going on? Yeah. You're, you're, you're if you're person number 500,000. <laughs> <laughs> at that concert are you really enjoying yourself you're, you're pretty much going to be asking people what they can see at the front aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> what song do they just play
0: i mean I, yeah, sadly yeah. i think that's pretty much where me and gary are going to be when we finally get to see genesis oh, in man. manchester whenever right that right is. i know
1: that's yeah that's going to be interesting to see how that's all going to pan out mm. i mean to me to me honestly i would be okay if they release a just a video version, which I know they've actually, re- the, the lighting yes. guy actually said in the podcast yes. that they've recorded yeah. the whole thing, you know, multiple angles really? and yeah. Yeah. So wow. I would be okay with that,
2: I honestly. Because I've never got to see them live so far. No, even I. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. So yeah. so I, this is, this is like, I mean, when they announced the tour, I basically, mm-hmm bludgeoned Simon onto the phone and made him sit there until he got tickets I was driving just keep
0: pushing the- I've, I've driven for <laughs> work and I was driving 150 miles that day and I had to keep at every service station Look, wait, are the tickets oh, on man. sale yet? <laughs> Oh no! Refresh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because so, it's like yeah, back
1: in the day you'd have to wait in line, like right for like my dad was saying, invisible yeah. touch tour tickets. He was mad how all of a sudden now everyone's a Genesis fan. And like, and then he, he said he he <laughs> yes. actually they were going to one of the gigs and he said first of all their seats were awful. It's that the very 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 far right side of the stage, so where you look straight and you basically can see the left side of Tony's keyboard, you know? (laughs) And so, and he he said he he basically brought, you know, brought someone to this concert, and they were like, oh, is he going to play Susudio? And my dad was, like, so annoyed by that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just that pet peeve that's, like, you know, come on. You know this isn't the same, like, I don't know. Come on, <laughs> there, the, you, you can get the, you can understand the difference when you would hear something like "In Too Deep" mm-hmm. and then "Against the Odds" oh, yeah, or sure. "In Too Deep," and you know, like those kind of songs that. But still, they've got kind of songs like "Domino," which and, and "Home by the Sea," which don't sound anything like anything he does on his solo tours. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's just it's just really funny, but uh, yeah. Now, so now it's like at least you can go online and do it. And You don't have to like
2: sit in a line. You can sit I on did. a line. Yeah, but the, but then the the thing is, as you as you pointed out, suddenly everybody's a Genesis fan. Whereas before, right. you were a real fan. You got to the theatre, you know, as soon as your new tickets were on sale, and right. there was you and five hundred other Genesis fans going for tickets. Yep. Now you're you're going against touts and and people who are just on the off chance. Well, I'll, yeah, let's go and see them. Yeah. And it means that the real fans are now struggling to see their favorite bands. Mm. True. Yeah, like the people who love the music,
1: and not the people who are just seeing it for Phil or for their legacy and their name. You or know, just it's...
2: trying to make money out of reselling the tickets for the oh yeah, money.
1: there we go too. That's that's didn't even think about that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, the, the ELO uh, toured over here about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and their tickets went on sale, but you couldn't buy them because they were they were basically completely sold to touts, and so if you wanted to go to see them, the tickets were like. Two three hundred pounds for a Mm. ticket, Mm. which is a ludicrous amount of money to see a band Yeah, if 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 I paid that much to see a band, I'd actually want to sleep with the band for that kind (laughs) of money.
1: Yeah, a little little bit more VIP access. Exactly. um, Yeah,
2: yeah. Maybe a little too much for some of them. (laughs) I'm paying the money. I get what I want. Right? (laughs) Who's this guy in the green room? You're paying a premium. (laughs) Stealing all. Why is he wearing my trousers? (laughs) Drinking my beer.
0: (laughs) That's Uh, the kind of accent I (laughs) want. Yeah, don't mind me. (laughs) How's the weather over
1: there at the moment? Well, in Los Angeles, it's great. Um, I never leave, so I don't really know, but... uh... Ah. I pretty much, pretty much been confined. I, I live in LA, but I really don't even notice it. Honestly, it's uh, sometimes it's a shame. Sometimes it's better that way, depending on where I am in LA. Yeah. Um, but weather-wise, it's an, it's fantastic. I mean, it's yeah, it's great. Look at um,
2: you! I think we're expecting yes. minus what is it? Minus nine tonight. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's like, we've,
0: it's, been, it's been snowing all afternoon where, where I am. Yeah, so. we've, we've so had this is, this is You see, Adam, this is a real, this is a cliché. British people always talking about the weather. And it's a cliché because it happens all the time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. We literally
2: do talk about the weather a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get so much of it. Yeah. I mean, we, in such a varied amount. It's a constantly in, interesting
0: topic for us. Yeah, I mean, Just weather, so, weather changes. Lives 20 miles away from me. Yeah, and, and, and I will literally be, H- how's the weather with you today, Gary? <laughs> well, Simon lives,
2: Simon lives 20 years ago and 400 years in the past um, where he lives. <laughs> so if I get an inch of snow here, he will get three to four feet of snow. Oh, um, OK, I see. Yeah, it's true. It's okay. true because he lives sort of a little higher up and a little further out in the boondocks right mm. no. <laughs> okay very so cool so we do get yeah. quite even though we're only 20 miles away we do get quite a staggering range of uh variants in at the same weather. time you'll have completely
1: yeah. different weather yeah
2: pretty right. much so
1: man yeah yes yeah, it's, it's
2: true, true. yes yeah, so that's that's the weather
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the weather report so hope you've enjoyed being on the show today Adam. Yeah, <laughs> Thank thanks thanks for having me yeah well, uh, <laughs> let's do it again This podcast was written and presented by Simon Heldrick with guest Adam Galloway and co-presenter Gary Starr. You can contact the show at revelationstationpodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to donate to the running of the podcast you can head to buymeacoffee.com and search for The Revelation Station to contribute to the price of a coffee. This has been a Revelation Station production. I can describe our approach in one very simple word, and that's sloppy. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.